You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Our second week of our series entitled All That Matters, we'll be talking about tithing. Nung ako po'y nakakilala sa Panginoon, high school po ako nakakilala sa Panginoon, I was only 13 years old, tinuruan po ako na mag-tithe. So, mula po nung ako'y high school, uh, natutunan ko po mag-tithe. Kaya po yung mga anak ko, tinuruan din po namin mag-tithe sa kanilang baon, sa mga bagay na natatanggap nila, tinuruan namin na dapat silang mag-tithe. Pero alam niyo po, maraming tao ang ayaw o napipigilan na mag-tithe. Meron pong pitong dahilan, common reasons, bakit po hindi nagtatite ang isang tao. Number one, is they see it as legalism. Sinasabi na masyadong legalistic, 10%, bakit hindi ba pwedeng 5, hindi ba pwedeng 3, hindi ba pwedeng 20%, o kaya kung ano lang gusto ko. No? Sinasabi 10%, very legalistic, kaya ayaw nila magbigay ng tight. Second, they have lots of bills to pay that nothing is left below 10%. No, kapag sila po'y nagbayad na sa Meralco, nagbayad na sa Maynilad, hinabol na sila ng kanilang mga Judith, na uubos na yung kanilang pera, below 10% na lang, so hindi na sila makapag-tight. Next, they just don't care whether or not the Bible teaches tithing. Sa Tagalog, ma at pa. Malay ko, pakialam ko dyan sa 10% na yan, sa tight na yan. No, so ayun lang mag-tight. Next, they have a bad experience from an abusive church leader. Dahil may mga leader sila before na tinalang church na pag hindi sila nakapag-tights, pupuntahan sila sa bahay at sisingilin sila ng tights nila. Totoo po yun. May mga ganun pong mga church leaders. Yeah, mayroon nga yung religion na mayroon ka pang ledger. No? Tsaka nalaman nila sa envelope mo, pag hindi ka nakapagbigay, pupuntahan ka sa bahay. At kahit saan ka magpunta, kailangan nakarecord yung tights mo. So, kaya ayaw na nilang mag-tights kasi na-offend sila sa mga church leader nila. Next! They do not understand the real principle behind tithing. They just don't understand it. No, parang hindi mag-click sa kanila, ano ba yung tithing na yan? Next, they read a lot of internet articles that promotes anti-tithing. So nababasa nila, kasunod daw ang tithes, pang Old Testament lang yan, kaya ayaw na nilang mag-tithes. Lastly, they are in a financial lack that they are anxious to tithe. Kasi baka kapusin sila. Pag inuna ko ang tithes, baka wala na akong pambili ng pagkain ng anak ko o kaya ng gatas ng anak ko. So they are anxious. And so today, pag-uusapan po natin yung tithing na yan. Sabayin niyo po ako sa pagbabasa as we read God's Word, Matthew 23, 23. At basahin po natin to with emotion. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin, and you have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. This ought to have done without neglecting the others. Let's pray. Lord, maraming salamat. We thank you, God, for the opportunity once again to feast on your word that is powerful and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword that has the power to change lives and to demolish arguments. And so today, Lord, we pray that you will take away any doubt, any deception, any disobedience, Lord God. And I pray that your name alone will be exalted in Jesus' name. This we pray. Amen and amen. Para po maintindihan natin itong passage na to, kailangan po nating maintindihan yung law on tithing at saka yung history po ng tithe. And at the same time, maintindihan po natin what's wrong with tithing on mint, dill, and cumin. Ano ba itong mint, dill, and cumin na to? Ano po yung sinasabi ni Jesus na the weightier matters of 
the law. So, yun po yung dapat kailangan natin maintindihan if ever we want to understand this passage. The law of tithing, the tithing on mint, dill, and cumin, and the weightier matters of the law. Now, so Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 2, it says there, For you are a people holy to the Lord. Talking about Israel. For you are people holy to the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for His treasured possession out of all the peoples who are in the face of the earth. So by the grace of God, that because of anything that they did or ever do, the Lord chose Israel to be His treasured possession. Wow! What a privilege! Imagine mo, pinili ka para kang maging isang treasured possession. What God did is He liberated the Jews from the Egyptian slavery. He brought them out of Egypt and brought them to Canaan to become their promised land. So God called Israel to become a nation for God. Ito pong Israel ang magiging bayan ng Diyos. Of all people, sila ang pinili to become the bearer of the light of God and to become a blessing to the nations. Naalala niyo yung promise niya kay Abraham? You will become a blessing. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. So for Israel to become a nation of God and a blessing to the world, ang ginawa po ni Lord is He gave them laws to live by. Kailangan, para maging pagpapala ka, kailangan may batas ka na dapat mong sundin. Laws to live by. Laws enable a civilization to flourish. Kapag wala pong batas, may anarkiya, may kaguluhan, hindi po nagpo-flourish ang civilization at ang economy. No, tingnan niyo lang po sa Mindanao, it's a land of promise, and yet it remains a promise. Hindi po siya nagpo-flourish. Bakit? Kasi may kaguluhan. Merong anarchy, at least sa mga certain part of the island of Mindanao. So, because of these laws, the laws of God, the commandment of God, it made them unique from all their neighbors. Naging kakaiba sila. Bagamat yung mga neighbors nila may sarili ding batas na halos medyo katulad din naman, but the law of God is very unique. It made them unique. Alright? Since the people of Israel lived for 400 years in Egypt as a slave, na-expose po sila sa idolatrous and polygamous and wicked civilization. Ito po yung kinilakan nila 400 Years. Wala silang nakita kundi idolatry, idol worship, polygamy, daming asawa, yung pharaoh, ilan ang asawa. And there's so much wickedness. 400 long years. So, God had to win them out of that system. Alam niyo po yung winning, yung W-E-A-N? Sa Tagalog po niya, yung inaawat. Alam niyo yung bata kapag medyo malaki na, tapos nangangagat na, yung aray. So ang kailangan mo, aawatin na siya, unti-unti na siyang aawatin. Ang tawag po doon winning. Win, W-E-A-N. So si God po, to win them out of the system of Egypt, the wicked system, the wicked civilization, God used this law. He used His law to win them out of the system of the world, the system of Egypt. And the law was designed to liberate them to do what God had intended them to do and to be what God had intended them to be rather than restrain them. It's not supposed to restrain them. It's supposed to free them at all. Because without laws, anarchy will strike and will prevail. Let me give you an example. Kapag hinamon po ako ni Stephen Curry ng basketball, 
Iwanan ko po yun. Basta walang rules. Tingnan natin kung makascore siya sa akin. Why? Because there are no rules. Hawakan ko yan, tadyakan ko, yakapin ko, tanggalan ko ng short. Hindi makakascore yan. But, if we play by the rules of basketball, I tell you, Stephen Curry will have the finest day of his life. He will be so free to take a shot and just defeat me that easy, right? Why? Because there are rules. Can you imagine a city without traffic rules? Kaya po yung progress kahit na gusto mong mas mabilis, hindi makausad. Why? Because walang rules. Kaya po nung sinabi ni Lord sa mga Israelita, binigay niya yung law, sabi niya, you shall have no other gods. Do not make an idol. What God was doing is He was weaning them out and liberating them from the burden of serving false gods. Because for 400 years, false gods lang ang nakita nila. Idolatry lang nakikita nila. When God said, observe the Sabbath day, He was winning them out and liberating them from the burden of workaholism and leading them to learn how to rest in God and to trust His provision. Kaya nga, di ba nung sinabi ni Lord, o oh, yung mana, darating yan, six days. On the seventh day, wag na kukuha. Six day, doble kunin nyo. Pero pagdating ng seventh day, anong ginawa nila? Kumuha pa rin sila. Bakit? Kasi yun ang sistema na ng katawan nila. Dahil nung panahon po nung nasa Egypt sila, kung di ako nagkakamali, ang week ng Egypt is ten days a week. At kung magkaroon sila ng pahinga, pahinga nga nila once a month. So mapalad ka kung meron kang once a week, mapalad ka na nun. E tayo, seven days a week. So ilan ang pahinga natin pagka once a week? Four. E minsan two days pa, di ba? So ang ginagawa ni Lord is He's winning them out of this wicked and very legalistic civilization. Now, so God gave them laws. Now remember these numbers. Six, one, three. There are 613 laws in the Old Testament. At yan po ay iba-ibang klase. Meron pong moral law, may civil law, may dietary law, at merong ceremonial law. And tithing is one of these laws. Remember, yung law po was meant to make them a blessing and to set them free to become what God wants them to be. To be able to do what God wants them to do. Now, the question now is this. Ano ba yung tight? What is a tight for? Bakit kailangan mag-tights? Pastor, bakit ka nagta-tights? Kailangan ba ni Lord ng pera mo? Hindi po. Eh bakit kailangan tayo mag-tights? Para saan ba yung tight? If we will look at the Bible, meron pong tatlong klase ng tight. Yung iba talagang sabi nila, basta magta-tight tayo ha. Very, very legalistic po. Tight, tight, tight. Akala nila yung tight 10% lang. They want to stick to the Old Testament. Tight, tight. Hindi na alam kung nag-stick ka sa type sa 10% ng Bible, hindi talaga siya 10%. Bakit? Dahil may tatlo pong tithes sa Bible. Okay, ano yon? Yung regular tithe, number one. Okay? No, pag umani ka, may tithe. Kapag ka, sampung kaban ng bigas ang nakuha mo, isang kaban. Da? Parang ganun. Regular tithe, sabi ng Numbers 18, verse 20 to 21, And the Lord said to Aaron, si Aaron po, siya po yung partner ni Moses, siya po yung head ng mga priest, at sa head ng mga Levites. Okay? So siya po yung pinakaulo. And the Lord said to Aaron, You shall have no inheritance in their land. 
Imagine nyo, the 12 tribes, merong ipapamana, pero sa mga Levites, wala. Sino dito gusto nyo hindi kayo papamanahan ng tatay nyo? Sino dito gusto may mana? Sino dito walang ipapamana talaga sa inyo? <laughs> Sila po, si Aaron po, and the rest of the Levites, wala silang mana sa Diyos. You shall have no inheritance in their land, neither shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the people of Israel. So ano sabi ni Lord to the Levites? I have given every tithe in Israel for an inheritance in return for their service that they do, their service in the tent of meeting. So ito po yung kanilang mana, ito yung kanilang sweldo, ito yung kanilang portion para po sa mga priests and Levites. Kaya nagtatite para ma-maintain po yung temple, para sila po ay kumain, para po sila ay babuhay. Kaya may tithe. Second tithe is yung na once a year tithe for their sacred celebration in Jerusalem. Pagpupunta po sila sa Jerusalem, kailangan may bitbit sila na gagamitin nila pang celebrate. Deuteronomy 14, 22-23, usual tithe all the yield of your seed that comes from the field year by year and before the Lord your God in the place that He will choose, meaning Jerusalem, to make His name dwell there, you shall eat of the tithe of your grain, of your wine, of your oil, and the first one of your herd and flock, that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always. Pangalawang tithe. Yung pangatlong tithe po, once every three years. So once every three years, nagtatithe sila. Para saan yun? Verse 28 to 29 in chapter 14, Deuteronomy, at the end of every three years, you shall bring out all the tithe of your produce in the same year and lay it up within your town. So doon lang po sa town nila yon. And the Levite, because he has no portion in the inheritance with you, and the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow who are within your town shall come and eat and be filled that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands that you do. Sabi niyo, kung gusto niyo mapagpala, itong tight every two years, ibigay niyo, kakainin niya ng mga taong nangangailangan. The needy, the foreigners, okay? the widows, the orphans. So merong tight para din po sa mga may hirap. So yan po yung reason, na purpose, bakit nagtatight? Yan po ang allocation yan. But here's the more important question. Para saan po ba yung tight? Anong purpose ng tight sa buhay ng isang tao? Bakit ako inuutusan ni Lord mag-tight? Hindi ba kaya ni Lord i-provide yung pangangailangan ng mga Levites? Hindi ba kaya ni Lord pakainin sila pag nasa Jerusalem na sila? Kaya. Eh, so bakit kailangan mag is it for God? Yung tight ba? Kailangan mag-tight kasi si Lord kulang na sa pira? Hindi. Yung tight, pinapagawa sa atin ni Lord para sa atin. Paano yun? Okay. Sabi po ni John Ortberg, isa pong famous na pastor, nagsulat po siya ng write-up niya sa Christianity Today entitled, Tighting. Law or grace? Ito po sabi niya. Tithing is like training wheels when it comes to giving. It's intended to help you get started but not recommended for the Tour de France. Na yung Tour de France na po ito sa mga very prestigious bike race. Sabi niya, yung tithing daw, parang training wheels. It helps you get started. Pero pag may training wheels, you are more confident. Tama? It helps you. 
Yeah? Kasi pag walang training wheels, lahat ng kembo taabutin mo at saka lahat ng bangga abutin mo. Yeah? Pero pag may training wheels, okay lang kung membot kembot kang ganyan, hindi ka matutumba. Tama? God is winning them out of their old lifestyle when He gave them the law. In this case, God is setting them free from the bondage of greed. Lahat po ng tao, whether we believe it or not, whether we like it or not, merong greed. Iba-iba lang nung level. Greed 1. Greed 2. Lahat po meron. So ang ginagawa po ni Lord, binigay niya sa atin yung tithe so that maawat tayo, ma-win out tayo doon sa tanikala ng pagiging sa Tagalog swapang. Sakim. So tithing was good. Sabi mo sa katay mo, tithing is good. Sige, sa kabila pa sabi mo, tithing is good. I believe tithing is good. That's why I tithe. That's why I teach my kids to tithe. And I teach my victory group to tithe. And I teach everyone to tithe. Because tithing is good. Because it helps me, it wins me out of greed. It wins me out of selfishness. Pag gusto kong maging madamot ako, pag nagbigay ako, nabibreak yung kadamutan ko. So, E ano nangyari? Bakit kinastigo ni Jesus itong mga Pharisee na to by tithing on their mint, dill, and cumin? Siguro yung iba mas nagtatanong, Pastor, bago ko tanungin yan, tanungin ko muna ano ba yung mint, dill, and cumin? <laughs> yung isa, alam mo dill, yung nag-dill-dill? <laughs> ano ba itong mga to? These are herbs and spices. Pampalasa. ba? Doon po sa pinagtrabahohan ko na isang fast food chain, sabi nila, ano daw ang sikreto ng masarap nilang manok? It's the way it's cooked. Sabi nila, no, it's the herbs and spices. No, the way it's cooked. Those are herbs and spices. So, question. Ito po tanong, ha? Walang matutulog. Importante itong tanong na to. Is there something wrong with tithing from the harvest of herbs and spices? Maliba na sila ay mag-tithe sa kanilang harvest ng mint, dill, and cumin? Technically, wala. Eh, wala naman pala. Anong problema? Wala. At dyan po nagtatapos yung preaching natin. So no problema. Bakit sila kinakastigo ni Lord? Practically po, in all practicality, yung law po nung tithe, ine-enforce lang po nila in the case dun sa mga produce nila na minimension sa Deuteronomy 14 verse 23. Ano yon? Corn, wine, and oil. Basically yun po, corn, wine, and oil. Yung oil galing sa olives. Yung wine galing sa grapes. Yung corn galing sa But the Pharisees, in their over-exaggerated diligence, sobra talagang masyadong diligent eh. Oo ba? Masyado ba naging kusi? Yung kusi? Yung compulsive-compulsive ba? 
In their over-exaggerated diligence, they applied the law of Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30 that says, All the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land and of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. In applying nila yan, even to the smallest pot herbs, kahit na po doon sa bilang nung leaves at sa kanong tangkay. Imagine mo, magtatides ka doon sa tangkay. <laughs> now, mathematically speaking, ito na naman si Pastor, na naman. <laughs> Tithing, even to the minutest produce, eh medyo madali. Why? Kasi quantifiable. Say quantifiable. Nabibilang, for example, computing the 10%, easy lang. Sabi nga nung anak ko nung siya nag-exhort dito, basta bawasan mo lang ng zero, yun na yung 10%. Pag 100, bawasan mo ng isang zero, 10. Yun yung 10%, sabi niya. So halimbawa po, meron kang 10 kilong patatas, ilan ang tight? Isang kilo. 10 kilo, magiging isang kilo ang tight. Pag 10 bucks, 1 bucks. Kapag 50 sacks, 5 sacks. Okay? Pag 200 sachet, 20 sachet. Very convenient. Tama? Easy. Madali. Here's the problem. Yung mga Pharisees po, ang ginawa nila, kasi ganun sila eh, inimpose po nila ito sa mga tao in a very legalistic way. Sabi niya, yung paminta ha, yung turmeric, kailangan may ta- Kaya yung mga tao, tirik na. <laughs> Naging very burdensome sa mga tao. Kasi lahat may tights. Sabihin, samantalang yung inuutos lang yung corn, yung oil, Ngayon lahat na pati yung ultimo, baka pati asin. <laughs> tights. Di ba? Now, kapag ito pong mga Pharisees na to nagbigay na ng tight nila, so nang tight na sila, they felt they complied already with the law. Para bang may checklist sila? Ano yung checklist? Yung pagka mayroong kang to-do list? Pag na, oh, call mama. Hello mama, check. Call client. Hello, client. Check. Pag na-comply na nila yun, check, check, check. And they feel okay na sila. And yet, they let go of the weightier matters of the law. They comply with all this little nitty-gritty of the law, but they let go of the weightier matters of the law. But the question is, Pastor, ano ba yung sinasabi ni Jesus na weightier matters of the law. Ano po ba ibig sabihin yan? Some translators render it as the more important matters of the law. Tama naman po yun. Okay? Tama naman po yun. But we have to interpret scripture with scriptures because scripture will never contradict scripture. Wala pong contradiction sa scripture. Maniwala po kayo sa akin. Pag may nakita kayong contradiction, most probably meron pong explanation yan. Let me give you an example. Sa book po ni Hagay, si Lord po, nirebuke niya yung mga tao kasi they neglected building the temple. They were busy building their own houses, building their families, and yet they neglect the building of the temple. God rebuked them. Sabi niya, bakit di niyo tinatay yung temple ko? Pagdating naman po sa book of Nehemiah, hindi naman temple yung issue. It's the wall of Jerusalem. They were going on their own ways, their own lives, and yet they let 
the wall of Jerusalem to be in ruin. So sabi ni Lord, itayo niyo yung aking wall. That's in Nehemiah. In the book of Micah, the Lord chastised the, His people dahil po sa kanilang social injustice. Hindi naman po temple, hindi yung wall, kundi social injustice. Another issue. Alright? Saka yung kanilang empty ritualism. Basta mahalaga yung form of rituals nila, yung religion nila, kapag kailangan pumunta sila sa sacred celebration, kailangan mag-offer sila, ginagawa nila yon pero it becomes empty rituals. Why? Because pinabayaan nila yung social justice. Yung mahihirap, lalong naghihirap, walang tumutulong. But in the book of Malachi, the Lord accuses people not about social injustice, but about robbing God by not giving the tithes. So, four kinds of books na iba-iba yung issue ni Lord sa kanyang mga tao at different times. What's happening here? God's people chose the more convenient issues of their lives para po yun yung gawin nila. Rather than tackle the inconvenient issues of obeying God. Mas madali yung mabuhay, asikasuhin yung pamilya, itayo yung kanilang tahanan, kaysa itayo yung templo. Nung sila naman ay okay na sa templo, yung social justice naman ang pinabayaan. Nung okay sila social justice, yung tights naman ang pinabayaan. So ang ginagawa ni Lord, kinokorek sila. Kapag may mali silang ginagawa, kinokorek sila. Hindi yung okay, ito ba okay ka na dyan? Okay, wag na to. The tendency of people our tendency, mga kapatid, is when it is convenient for us, we will obey God's command. If it is beneficial to us, we will obey God's command. But if it will inconvenient us, if it will disrupt our way of life, if it will disrupt our perspective, if it will disrupt the way we live, our tendency as humans is to set it aside and just comply with what is convenient for us. For example, pag marami kang oras, walang ganong ginagawa, ang pag-attend sa church, okay sa'yo. Di ba? Ay, kailangan matin ako ng church. Talagang kailangan matin ako. Marami ako natututunan. Saka pag hindi umatin ng church, abay, vinyal sin yun. Tapos pag hindi nag-tights, nako, cardinal sin. <laughs> Bakit? Kasi convenient sa'yo yun eh. Okay, walang problema eh. Eh, nung ka, abay, ang kliyente mo, tumatawag 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Gulong lang ang pahinga mo. Ngayon, hindi ka na makatin sa church. Eh, kahit naman ako nag-church, nagka-quiet time naman ako. Bakit? Pwede naman yun ah. Eh, so, papasa naman ako, nagpe-pray nga ako eh. Hindi tuloy naman matin sa church, tulog naman. At least ako, hindi ako tulog pag nagka-quiet time. Ang tagal ko nga mag-quiet time, eh, nagsimula ako sa gabi, yung amen ko sa umaga na. We obey only the things that are convenient. But the inconvenient, we left it out. Especially the things that could hurt us. Last week po, pinag-usapan natin yung rich young ruler. Remember? 
At inexpose po ni Jesus yung laman ng puso niya. Sa kanya wala siyang problema do sa social justice. Eh. Hindi siya nagme-murder, hindi siya nagko-commit ng adultery, hindi siya naglalay, hindi niya dinidefraud yung mga tao, hindi niya dinidesire ang asawa ng ibang tao, property ng ibang tao, hindi ginagalan niya. Wala siyang problema doon. Pero ang problema niya, ang puso niya, ang laman, hindi ang Lord. Pira. Sininoy ang laman ng puso niya. So, sabi ni Lord, it's very hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Now, in this issue, Jesus is rebuking the Pharisees not because of money. Actually, gusto nga nila mag-tights. Yung pera sa kanya, sige, bigay, bigay tayo. Mas pa mga tights Kahit paminta yan, tights mo yan. I-tights yan, yan. Sampalo, i-tights mo yung sampalo. Di ba? Lahat dito tights, wala silang problema. Giving is not an issue to them. But they neglect social justice. They neglect the poor and the needy. They actually neglect their faithfulness to God. That's their issue. Why? Because it's more convenient for them to give the tithe rather than take care of this weightier. Another term po for weightier is not just important, it's burdensome. Hindi lang siya weightier na mas importante, kundi mabigat. Para sa kanila po kasi, mabigat, mahirap. It's not just it's important, it's burdensome. That's what the Bible says. That's what the original text is saying. You see, these Pharisees, they will fulfill their part of God's commandment that are personally convenient and turn it to religious compliance rather than a heartfelt obedience sa command ni God. Ang tawag ko po dyan, compliance mentality. Yung basta nakapag-comply ka. Lalo na po, alam naman natin to sa gobyerno, pagka 8 hours, basta na-comply mo yon, papasok ka ng alas 8, 4.59, nakaganyan ka na. Nakikita ko naman po to sa city hall, sa eskwela ang pinag-aralan ko. Pagdating ng 5 hours, tugog. Ano yon Naka-make up na yon Lahat na, naka-spray net. Nagawa na lahat yon tapos pipila yon 4.59, tugog. Compliance mentality. Parang sa bahay, utusan mo yung bata. Nak, maghugas ka nga ng pinggan. Hugasan ang pinggan. Nang gigitata yung mga kaldero. Anak, bakit ang dumi dito? Eh, sabi mo, hugasan ko yung pinggan. Hinugasan ko yung pinggan. Eh, mga kaldero, hindi naman pinggan yan eh. Compliance mentality. Basta mahalaga, check. Yung convenient. So kapag na-check na po nila yan, naka-comply na sila, for them, okay na ako. I'm done. I've complied with God's requirements. Bayad na ang utang ko kay Lord. Kasi may sinisingil si Lord sa atin. Tinatawag ka, may sinisingil ka nila. O sige, babayad ako ng utang ko kay God. Parang tao lang. No? May, may utang ko sa akin. O sige, treat kita. Parang ganun. Yeah? O na-treat na kita, bayad na ako sa iyo. Parang ganun. Di ba? So sinasabi nila, okay na ako, bayad na ako kay Lord, I'm done, I'm okay. Talaga? Do you think our tithes can pay the requirements of God for us to have a righteous life? Sapat na ba ang tithes? Kahit triple tithes pa yan, mababayaran ba niya ng utang natin sa Panginoon? Hindi po mga kapatid. Ito pong religiosity na to, ito po yung kinagagalit ni Jesus. 
because it replaces the real meaning of the law and that is loving God, loving people. Love God, love your neighbor. Yun po yung real essence of the law eh. Loving God and loving neighbor. Not yung checklist, check. Nakapag-tight na ako, check. Nakapag-simba na ako, check. Nakapag-pray na ako, check. Nakapag-basa ako ng Bible, check. Sabi po ni Jesus, minention niya yung mint, deal, and cumin. So tatlo yun. Tinapatan din niya ng tatlo. Sabi niya, justice, mercy, and faith. Jesus tends to refer yung words po ng Micah chapter 6. Ano ba sabi ng Micah chapter 6? Verse 6 to 8. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before Him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams and with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your ito po yung nire-require ni Lord. Kasi yung ginawa nila, pinabayaan nila yung justice system. Yung mga may hirap, pinabayaan nila. So, ito po yung istorya nitong passage natin about tithing on mint, dill, and cumin and the weightier matters of the law. Now the question is this, ano po matututunan natin dito? What can we learn from this? I have three things that I want to share to you quickly. Number one, outward observance is worthless when moral precepts are neglected. Ang panlabas na pagsunod ay baliwala kung ang puso ay hungkag, kung ang puso ay sira, kung ang puso ay mali. Yan din po yung dinil natin last week, tama po ba? Kailangan muna tama ang puso. Kasi kahit na anong panglabas na anyo ng pagtupad ng batas, kapag ang puso natin ay mali, hindi rin po katanggap-tanggap sa Diyos. The heart of the matter, sabi nga nila, is the matter of the heart. Puso muna. Hindi yung panlabas. Madali yung panlabas. Pero sabi ni John the Baptist, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Sabi niya, kung may tunay na repentance, dapat may fruit. Sabi ni Jesus, you shall know them by their fruit. Pero it starts from within, not from without. Hindi yung labas, papapasok, hindi po. Mula sa loob, palabas. It's not a case of either or. Either outward or the heart. Hindi po. It's a case of end. Saka both. Una nga lang yung heart and then the outward manifestation of the heart. Sabi ni Jesus, this you ought to have done. Dapat ginawa niyo to without neglecting the others. It's end. Saka both. With regards to tithing, pakinggan niyo po ito. Nung dumating po si Jesus, hindi niya sinabi kahit kailan. Okay? Never. Never did Jesus ever said, okay, mga disciples ko, ngayong dumating na ako, you are now under grace, so you don't need to worry about tithing anymore. Because tithing is under the law. Hindi po niya sinabi yun. Never at one time. Kaya sabi nga niya, do not neglect the others. Meaning the tithing. Why? Bakit ayaw niyang ipaneglect sa atin yung tithing? Yes, important sa kanya yung heart. Dapat tama yung puso natin. Pusong humble sa Panginoon. Pusong handang sumunod. Pero sabi niya, wag mong ineglect the other things. Wag mong ineglect yung tithes. Bakit? Number two, 
Tithing is God's great tool to create generous people. Tithe is meant to be a training wheel, not a stationary bike. Yung iba po, napako na sa 10%. Naging kristyano, 10%. Hanggang sa mamatay na after 50 years, 10% pa rin ang nasa isip. Hindi po, training wheels pa lang yan. Tinuturuan ka paano ka uusad. Hindi yung paano ka lang, ganyan ka lang. Hanggang 10% na lang. Sana po, wag naman yung ikamatay na natin, 10% pa rin. Pupunta ako sa church, bakit magbibigay ako ng aking... Ta- te- te- ah. <laughs> 10% pa rin. Training wheels lang po ito, mga kapatid. Simula lang po ito. At hindi nga po ito 10% actually. Sabi ng mga scholars, pag kinumpit nila nasa about 23 to 28% dahil po doon sa three tithes. Tithing is not meant to restrict us, but it means to set people free from the grip of greed and selfishness. Gusto niyo bang ma-overcome yung greed? mag-tights po tayo. Hindi po helping the poor. Ulitin ko po, kung gusto mong ma-overcome yung greed, the starting point, I'm talking about starting point, the starting point is the tight. Why? Because when you say helping the poor, pag may kumatok sa kotse mo, oy helping the poor, bigyan natin ng limang piso. Oy helping the poor, bilan natin ng Jollibee. Oy helping the poor, bigyan natin ng McDo. Kayang-kayang. Pero pag tights, medyo may kurot. Di ba? Pag may kurot, yung greed nagagalit. <clears throat> Kala mo ha, hindi kita susundin. Ang susundin ko si Lord, na-overcome ngayon yung greed. The starting point is the tight. Because tighting is always giving the first and the best to God. Before you give to anything else, before you spend anything else, you give first the tithe and that's always the best. Yung iba nga po, eh, they take it to the literal sense. Ang gusto nilang ibigay na tithe, yung bago. Yung pag nag-withdraw pa sila sa bangko, gusto ko yung malutong. Bakit? Tatites ko yan. Eh, yun yung faith nila eh. Kung gusto nila yan, why not? Eh, di naman po sa church, kahit ang may palengke, tinatanggap. <laughs> Pero sa iba gusto nila, gusto ko bago. That's what they want. They want to give the best to God. Sabi po ni John Ortberg, Stanford researcher Leon Festinger developed a line of research social comparison theory. He noted that in different situations, we tend to compare ourselves with people above us or below us, depending on what ladder we're talking about. For instance, on morality, we tend to compare ourselves with people who think are below us. Ano yung mga taong below us? Mass murderer, drug dealers. On money, we compare ourselves to people above us, those who have more than we do. Uy, marami sila, mayaman sila, tatlo kotse nila, lima bahay nila. Ang gagawin mo? Uy, dapat ako din. Upward financial comparison generate increasing amount of greed. Gusto mo kasing abutin yun eh. And what? The decreasing amount of compassion. Kasi ang gusto mong maabot yung level niya to the point pababayaan mo na yung nasa baba. But the ancient financial practices in Israel, talking about ancient financial practices in Israel, it discouraged upward financial comparison. Tithing was a reminder that all human beings were created with a need to give. Ang tithe daw po, nire-remind tayo na tayo po bilang mga tao, meron tayong need. Ano yung need natin? We need to give. Our soul cries out, and sinasabi niyo, you have to give. JR, you have to give. 
Kaya minsan, bakit feeling mo hindi ka kompleto? Because there's a need inside na hindi na fulfill. And what is that? The need to give. Sino dito naranasan yung nagbigay kayo? Tapos talaga ang saya-saya, ang sarap-sarap. Tapos pong kamay. Diba? Lalo na yung pag binagbigyan mo, eksakto pala yung binigay mo. Yung sabi lang ni Lord, bigyan mo yan. Tapos nung binigay mo, umiyak. Bakit? Kasi alam mo, wala na ako talagang pambigyan ng gasol. Kasi yung parang, wow! Akala ko ang ganda ng damit niya, ang ganda ng sapatos niya, wala-walang pambili ng gatas. Diba? Sabi ni Lord, wala, wow! Sabi po ni John Ortberg, how do you know when to take the training wheels off? Kailan dapat tanggalin yung training wheels sa ating bisikleta? The quick answer is when they're slowing you down. Tama? Kapag gusto mo nang bumilis, hindi ka bumibilis dahil dun sa training wheels. Sumunod na tanong niya, when is the time to stop thinking about tithing? For all of us, not in dire poverty, the answer is when you're giving way more than 10%. Kapag kan binibigay mo na, masaya ka nang nagbibigay ng 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 20%, whatever, stop thinking about tithes. Tapos ka na dun. Amen? Sabihin nun, you're, you're not even supposed to mind tithing kasi nga, lagpas ka na sa tithes. Tapos ka na sa training wheels. Nagkukumpit ka na sa Tour de France. Nagkukumpit ka na sa Tour of Luzon. Hey, wala ka na sa backyard mo na naka-training wheels ka pa rin. Stop thinking about tithes when you begin to give more than the tithe. Kapag nagbigay po tayo ng from 0 to 9%, that's breaking the law. Kapag 10% po, meaning we are complying, we are under the law. Kapag nagbigay naman po tayo ng 11% to 100%, ang tawag po dyan, freedom. Malaya ka na sa tanikala ng batas ng 10% at malaya ka na sa green. Always put to mind, tithing is an excellent starting point but a terrible finish line. Tithing has always been a great training exercise to cultivate a generous and God-centered heart. Here's lesson number three and I want to close with this. Tithing is never meant to pay our debt to God. Huwag niyo pong isipin na kapag nag-tithes tayo, bayad na tayo kay Lord. No. Kasi po hindi natin kayang bayaran ang pagkakautang natin sa Diyos. Walang anumang bagay na magagawa tayo o maibibigay tayo kahit tagtarin pa ang ating katawan, hindi tayo makakabayad sa utang natin sa Diyos. Sa halip ang ginawa ng Panginoon, siya ang nagbigay ng kanyang tithe. And he gave the best to pay for our death. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, so that you and me can be freed from the bondage of sin, so that he can have us and we can have him. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but deliver him up for us all, how can he not graciously give us all things? Amen? Are you with me? At pag natutunan po natin magbigay, magiging malaya po tayo at malayang matatanggap yung regalo ng Diyos. Ano yun? Yung kagalakan, kapayapaan, na hindi maibibigay ng kahit sino man, kahit na ikaw pa yung tumanggap. Kasi sabi ng Bible, it is more blessed 
to give than to receive. Amen? My hope for this preaching is that our mind will be set free and our hearts will be set free from the fear. Ako po nakakaranas din po ako ng pagkukulang. Totoo po. Nakakaranas din po kami na yung minsan bayaran na ng tuition fee, hindi pa namin alam kung saan. Nakakaranas po kami noon. Kung ano po yung nakakaranasan po namin. Yung bang yung mayroong kang gustong bilhin, gusto ko yan, gusto ko yan. Tapos pag nandong ka na kahit may pera ka, parang hirap na hirap kang bitawan kasi alam mo yung ah, ano yun? Ah, mayroon pa akong ibang pagkagamitan ito. Naranasan niyo ba yun? Pero alam niyo po, tapat po ang Diyos. Kapag ibinigay natin sa Panginoon yung para sa Kanya, dahil tao sa puso natin, dahil mahal natin siya, dahil gusto nating sumunod sa Kanya, dahil gusto nating magpasalamat sa Kanya, no one can outgive God. Sabi niya sa Malakay, subukan mo ko. Ito lang po yung pagkakataong naghamon ng Diyos sa Kanyang mga anak. Hinahamon ko kayo, sabi niya, subukan mo ko kung hindi ko bubuksan ang bintuan at duhungawan ng langit at ibubusa yung pagpapalang walang sukat kalagyan. Huwag po tayo matakot. Pwede niyo pong subukan ang Diyos. At sabi mo, Lord, yung tithes ko ito, susubukan kita, Lord. Bibigay ko ito. Kakapusin ako. Pero sabi mo, subukan kita. Patot panabla na. I tell you, God will prove Himself faithful. Amen? Panginoon, maraming salamat po. Lord, I declare freedom from greed in Jesus' name. Lord, break every mindset that set itself up from the knowledge of God. Lord, I break the mindset of poverty, the mindset of of always lacking. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I declare freedom. Freedom to do what you want us to do and freedom to be what you intend us to be. Father, in the name of Jesus, cast away every fear, cast away every doubt. And in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will infuse to believe your word that no one can outgive God and that he who called us is able to do exceedingly abundant more than all we could ever ask or even imagine and this God loves to do great things for us Lord in the name of Jesus I declare blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you. And may the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord shine His face upon you from this day forward until the day we meet again. In Jesus' name, this we pray. Everyone with a smile, say, Amen.